On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we talk about scholarship numbers and transfer things for the football program, and then we will be joined by a special guest to talk about one Anthony Russo. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, January 13th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my ready-to-start-the-Anthony-Russo-Heisman campaign co-host, Matt Sheehan. Uh, you said it, not me. I did not say it. I said, I said you said it. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. Huh? Fine, fine, I'll put my name on it. Fine, fine. <laughs> oh... On today's show, Matt, how you doing? Pretty good. I mean, the last quarterback to win the Heisman was a transfer. Uh, the proof is in the pudding right there. I think that's all, all you have to have to be, it you happens. know, pretty much a, a Heisman top dog, Will. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Will, how on earth are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. On today's show, we are going to be joined by Andrew Harbaugh. Uh, longtime listeners of the show may remember Andrew from uh, when he came on before the NFL draft to discuss Michigan State products with us, prospects with us. Uh, we'll probably have him back on in a couple of months once we get to that portion of the uh, pre-draft process. But for now, we're going to have him on to talk about Anthony Russo, who he has scouted and who he is a pretty big fan of. Uh, we're going to do that later in the show. First, we're going to start off with some uh, scholarship number, rule, talk, transfer situation stuff that I think is just good information for you guys, the listeners, to have. Uh, we can kind of talk about these numbers and what they mean for MSU moving forward. So we'll do that for the first segment here, and then we'll get to Andrew after that. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Bang, look at that. No, sorry. I, I laugh when you say uh, this is good for the listeners because uh, I think it's going to be good for me too. Uh, <laughs> To, to break this all down here, Will. Um, you, you're, you're the brains of this podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I do not do numbers well, so those two things combined, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get get some learning did tonight. Oh, I was going to have you just explain everything. I would really – everyone, I think, would appreciate it if that was not the case tonight. <laughs> okay. Matt, there is – pen and paper. There are a lot of rules as it relates to adding – football players to your program that I think a lot of people don't really know or are just mm-hmm. kind of tangentially familiar with. Like, oh, I've heard of over-signing. I've heard of gray-shirting. Yeah. Sure. But not really understanding what it means and the rules that kind of operate around them and how they've changed over the last few years, which is the most important part. So, Matt, how many scholarship football players are, is a Division One team allowed to have? Oh, God, you're throwing me under the gun immediately. Isn't it like 25 or something like that? 85. How could a team have 25 scholarship players? I'm sorry. I thought you meant like per season. That's And, and even then, uh, the, the math is still way off. So, yeah, 85, I'm sorry. 85. 85 yeah. I'm is... Off to a white-hot start over here. Yeah. <laughs> 85 is probably... What I was going to say is 85 is probably the number you guys are most familiar with 
Mm-hmm. You can have 85 scholarship players at a time. Uh, yeah. There'll be some exceptions, obviously, this year, and we'll see about into the future as it relates to the pandemic and the eligibility freeze. So you look at it and you go, okay, 85 spots, let's go. Oh, Michigan State, got 15 transfers going out, and then we got the recruiting class coming in. That means 15 transfers coming in, baby. Well, not exactly. Ah, bummer. Not exactly. So there is a new rule that used to be a guideline and then became a hard and fast rule. And that rule is you can sign 25 new football scholarships in a calendar year. It goes from the very first day of August to the last day of July. That's the year. So a transfer added at the end of the football season or an early enrollee is considered a mid-year add. Okay? Now, that 25 number comes because of the SEC. Some other places, but mostly the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Matt, are you familiar with Houston Nutt? Yeah, he would try to sign 97-kid classes. Yeah, right. Houston Nutt in 2009 at Ole Miss signed 39 players. That is hefty. Wow, that's that's <laughs> half the players in the state of Mississippi. Okay, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> literally two years later, they started creating rules to govern this. Uh, there he was a, lot a visionary. Of, yeah, there are a lot of loopholes, like, Gray shirt, blue shirt, different kinds of shirts. Um, and there was an update to these rules of tweaking, an NCAA-wide mandate. Some of the stuff was like conference by conference. Uh, but now the NCAA has determined that you can have 25 new football scholarships per year. Started in 2018, and that is the, the way that uh, teams must operate right now when they're adding. So, Matt... Yes, well, that twenty-five number. How does it relate to Michigan State? Well, I'm glad you asked. I was going to say, please answer this. Please, please don't put this on me. <laughs> no, I want to hear your answer. No, please. Uh, we're getting close to twenty-five, and we can no longer take on more water uh, with Kenneth Walker, especially. Oh, your Spartans yes. are up against it because they're either at, they're, they're either at twenty-four or twenty-five, right? So, let's do some math. The oh, twenty-twenty football class, the recruits of twenty-twenty had 22 players, seven of them early enrolled. So those seven aren't on the books for this year. Remember, August 1st is when the new thing starts. So an early enrollee goes on scholarship in January, so they're considered a mid-year, right? Even if their classmates are on the next year. So they're same eligibility year, but different year in terms of scholarship ads. So the 2020 class had 15 non early enrollees. So that's 15 freshman scholarships they added on August 1st or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. They have, this year, four early enrollees, had four early enrollees, now five. Cam Allen makes five. Yep. So five guys, part of the 2021 class, are going to join on scholarship Tomorrow? <laughs> I think, maybe? Sometime Very this week. Soon. We'll Very call soon. this week. Yeah. Very soon. So those guys, Hamp Fay, A.J. Kirk, Mike Gravely, Cam Allen, and who is the other one? Doesn't matter. Oh, crap. Yeah, they are going to be joining the 2020 guys basically in the same scholarship year, although the eligibility was normally different. So that's 20. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've added five transfers, Matt. 
Harold Joyner, Kenneth Walker, Drew Jordan, Anthony Russo, and our fella, our big friend, Jared Horst. There's Jared Horst. Fifteen non-early enrollees, five early enrollees from this year. That's 20, plus your five transfers makes 25. 25. That's the allotment. That is the allotment. So in the fall, Matt, they will add 14 new recruits so far. Yep. Rayshon Benny would make it 15. I lied. Cool. I lied. I lied because this was pre-KML in my numbers. They're going to add 13 new recruits in the fall. Benny will make it 14. So now Cam Allen is off of the next year, is is in this year. So that's 14, and they'll have 11 spots to divvy up between February signees, so Keon Coleman, right? That's like sure. maybe a, a one or two there. Additional transfers that will start in the fall, mm-hmm. and next year's 2022 early enrollees. So, I'm going to go over that again real quick. 14 new recruits, including Rishon Benny. 11 to go between February signees. Transfers in the summer, like um, Mitch Crawford. That's a good example. Yeah. The the punter they added in the middle of the, the, or like whatever it was. They will be able to add some people then. And 2020 enrollees. Yep. 2020 early enrollees. So my guess is how that break down is one or two February signings. Probably four or five early enrollees. Okay. And probably four or five transfers, depending on how things sort of play out. If there's something good available, they could, you know, oh, crap, we landed this awesome recruit. Bang, three February signings, three early enrollees. Oh, there's this great person that just came available in the portal after spring ball because that's another thing to keep in mind. A lot mm-hmm. of players are going to see what happens here in spring ball. Sure. There's going to be another sort of influx into the portal. And so those guys will stay and finish their semesters because you're not going to leave mid-semester. They'll stay, finish their semester at school, enter the portal with the intention of enrolling for the fall semester at their new school. So those would be sort of like a second round of transfer portal waves. So does that make sense, Matt? Yeah. I mean, you explained it good enough where I can understand it, so I don't know how you could do much better than that. Okay. Yeah. There are exceptions to this. Okay. I'm not fluent in them. It seems like there's a way if, I don't know, a school signed 22 or 23 players last year that they might be able to recoup some of that on the back end. It's just sort of some things I'm reading. I'm not totally positive how it all works. As I understand it, Michigan State is full for the mid-year ads and will be able to start adding more transfers if they choose to after July 31st at middle of this summer. That's my understanding of it right now. If anything changes, if we get new more more information or whatever, like I will certainly update it, but that's just sort of from my understanding where things sit right now. Okay. All right, well, I'll, I'll I'll cool the jets in the whole transfer talk then sounds like for now. I think for now, they're done in the portal, 
until the summer. Yeah, sounds about right. They could, in theory, land a commit that's not going to enroll, right? Not yeah. every single person in the portal. I mean, there's guys going into the portal right now. Like, there's 20, 30 people that entered the portal on Tuesday. It's going to be really tough for them to enroll for the winter semester at a lot of schools. So they could just be moving um, or looking for like a, a summer enrollee, late spring kind of thing, a you know, go on scholarship in the fall. Like it's getting a head start on the sort of late summer, early fall recruitment window for transfers. Like not everyone in the portal right now is going to find a team in time for this winter semester. Right so, still portal shopping, probably just less aggressively, and I don't think they're going to sign anyone else who is going to be enrolling and starting in the school in the next week. And that's how you do football math with Will Hunter. That is how you do football math. All right, we'll be right back with Andrew Harbaugh to talk about the new, perhaps starting quarterback for your Michigan State Spartans, Anthony Russo. But first, a word from Bill Barr. Bill Barr! Oh man, smashed a mint brownie today. Smashed a mint brownie before workout today. Absolutely. Nice. I had a toffee almond. Oh, oh my yeah. man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you see the vision? I think I'm going carrot cake tomorrow. I think okay. I can dig I that. I, I think coconut is next to, uh, on my lineup. Ooh. Ooh coconut. Yeah. Feeling tropical in this nice yeah. uh, weather we have. I'm thinking, I'm thinking carrot cake. I haven't been looking at it. I think it's time. Go off, Kane. There we go. Yeah. So, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 ever. amazing flavors, six new flavors, and 12 originals. Some of the highlights, as we mentioned, toffee almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, nice. caramel brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, banana bread. These things are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're not just great for your taste buds, Matt. They are delicious on your body. On the body! These things are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, like the peanut butter bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. You need to try these things out right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, college football, or NFL football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to our interview with Andrew Harbaugh. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. We are very excited to have back on the podcast. It's been almost a year uh, since we talked to this guy about Michigan State prospects in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, we're going to be talking with Andrew Harbaugh. Andrew writes about rookies, fantasy draft, you know, NFL prospects for the Fantasy Authority. Does a, a ton of great work on Twitter as well. You can follow him at Mandrew underscore FF. Uh, he likes to thread together, you know, some plays for, from uh, prospects as he's watching them. It's just a really good uh, follow to have on that. Andrew? How are you doing? Thanks so much for joining us again. It's been so long since we've spoken to you. 
I know. We, we live in a different world than the last time we spoke <laughs> completely. Um, now, I'm so happy to be back talking with you guys and uh, my favorite Michigan podcast, having already done an interview for a certain blue and yellow one before. I, I'm happy to be back with the green and white. Oh, perfect. Yeah, my man. There we go. <laughs> Handing um, right to us off the bat. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So, uh, Andrew actually reached out to me um, regarding this interview when when Anthony uh, Russo, who we're going to talk about, former Temple quarterback, transferred to Michigan State. You sent me a DM, and I I don't know, I don't have it up in front of me directly, but it was something like, hey, if you want someone to come on and gush about Anthony Russo, I'm your guy. And I was like, sold. Let's do this in a few weeks. We're busy right now. Um, But you actually reached out to me. and I guess we can just kind of start right there. You're pretty fired up about Anthony Russo's potential as a prospect, even, you know, weird pandemic shortened season and you only played a few games, but coming out of last season, you said you were like fired up for this guy. Uh, and I got to imagine you like seeing him end up at a place like Michigan state where he can play big time competition and, you know, really see kind of what he's up to. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it, disrespect to temple and their schedule and everything, but, it, just the situation there, I mean, he blossomed, I thought, in 2019. And obviously 2020 is not ideal for anybody. Um, but Jaden Blue, his top receiver, was having the concussion issues and still is. Um, they brought in the transfer, former QB one-star Real Mitchell from Iowa State because he couldn't get the job from Brock Purdy. So, I mean, you see what happened with Russo coming to Michigan State. Whenever a transfer comes in, the sitting quarterback doesn't really like that. So, <laughs> Just like Rocky Lombardi decided to enter the transfer portal, that's kind of what happened with Russo, even though he did get some playing time this year. So, yeah, no, I think Russo's got all the tools. And I think that, and no offense to the passing defense in the Big Ten, but when I was prepping for this, I was like, man, I was like, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it makes sense with what Justin Fields does and the numbers he has. And I'm sure that inflates a lot of those stats. But uh, now I understand why. Chase McSorley looked the way he did, and a couple other. Shea Patterson at times flashed, and uh, Michigan State's had a couple decent quarterbacks, and Peyton Thorne looked good against Penn State last year, looked tremendous. That's why I'm kind of surprised with Russo going there. But um, I definitely think with Thorne having the younger side, have another year to mature, I think it should be full steam ahead on Russo for you guys. So would you go as far as saying that you're a little surprised that Rousseau came back to college, or is that kind of what he needed to do to, uh, to really up his draft grade and draft stock? I'm surprised a lot of guys came back to school this year, and we kind of saw that a lot where um, not necessarily with uh, the quarterbacks, but like guys like Kylan Hill who played a couple games at Mississippi State before he decided to go and declare for the draft, and a couple other big-name guys who – got a taste of what it was going to be like in college this year. And they were like, okay, yeah, it's time to just kind of duck out with temple being, you're not a power five school. You're not going to go to the college football playoff. Um, I have no issue with players opting out whenever you're going to play in the Meineke car care bowl, um, if you're not playing in the college football playoff. So it's one of those things where he got a lot of hype, like even draft network and a couple other uh, smaller sites were kind of hyping him up. I was surprised with him. Um, as well as Davis Mills, who now actually declared for the draft. But as far as Russo goes, I thought he could have been one of those fun, mechanically sound guys. Like, for me, he was in the same tier as Jamie Newman. And Jamie Newman had a really big hype coming into the year. Same thing, transferred to Georgia. 
And then he kind of saw what was going to happen. He was like, no, I don't need this. So, but with Russo, I think Michigan State gives him that platform. Um, You've got the Big Ten Network. You've got all the eyes on the Big Ten all the time. And better opponents are going to be on there. That's something teams are going to look at. And then obviously, too, you've got your senior all-star games, which by next year should also be better. So Mm -hmm. I think there was so many questions around everything this year that it just kind of made it hard for guys. And you really had to dive into the pool and not really know what was going to be in the water, so to speak. Yeah, and he certainly, you could make a case like, yeah, I could see him getting drafted, but without a pre-draft process and and without – you know, a full normal season to get that last eval in. Like, yeah, it's a risky proposition. So it makes some sense for him to kind of seek uh, a better opportunity to to prove himself. Well, what what do you like about his game? What are some of his traits uh, that when you went back and looked at his junior film uh, and even some of the, the games that he played this year, what are the things that really stand out to you about uh, the way he plays quarterback? Well, since you threw out, I reached out to you for this interview. I will say why was because I believe it was last July was dated the tweet. And you could probably still find it. You retweeted it, I remember. Yes, um, I did. Because <laughs> you were like, well, how high are you on Russo? And I sent you it. And I compared his touch and ball placement with that of Joe Burrow that we had just seen at LSU. And 100% on the deep balls. I can see it. Yeah, the yeah. arc's a little bit too high at times, and uh, he could put a little bit too much or not enough steam on his passes, and I think that's just his arm. But the decision-making and the touches there, and really more often than not, you should see that all the time. And the stats don't reflect it, I feel like, because when you watch him, you can kind of see his receivers and the weapons around him are really failing him a lot, which mm-hmm. I think the caliber, again, going to Michigan State, having guys like – uh, Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor um, coming back, and they're going to be season guys, uh, especially Reed, because you saw what he did his first year at Western Michigan, and then he went last year, obviously, in a shortened season. But I think he has better weapons this coming year than he's ever had before, and I think the production will show that, and I think everything will just kind of blossom with what he has as far as a touch. And then, like I mentioned, too, the completion percentage for his decision-making, you saw that go up. The interceptions are still a little bit high, but – uh, we've seen time and again that can be with tape. If you see, it's hard to tell. Um, and then obviously his physically gifted. He's listed at 6'4", 240. Uh, a full off-season program, once things kind of get back into the swing of things, you might see that weight drop a little bit. Maybe get down to like 230, 225. And uh, I think you'd be looking at it fantastic quarterback prospect as far as the draft goes, but I think one of the best quarterbacks in a Big Ten that can be wide-ish open. <laughs> it's hard to say because obviously <laughs> Ohio State's always going to be there, but um, Wisconsin's, you've got Graham Mertz, Tanner Morgan, I don't know what he's doing in Minnesota. They don't have Bateman anymore, and you saw how that was. And uh, Little brother Michigan's still doing his thing out east. So it's hard there we to go, <laughs> And I'm a Harbaugh saying that, so keep in mind. We've yeah, that's true. <laughs> Be smirching the family name. That's right. Wow. Look, look at him go. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Andrew in just a minute. But first, Matt, a word from betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Sorry, I jumped the gun there. I got a little too excited. It's okay. I mean, how could you not be excited about Bet Online? I mean, once they dropped uh, 2022 national championship odds Ooh. right on your head, Will, Michigan Ooh. State 250 to 1, by the way. Just go ahead and sprinkle a few uh, dollars on that one. Um, or not. Uh, yeah, hey, Will, it's exciting well, times. 
There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust with these big NFL games, full NBA, full college basketball slates headed your way. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Matt, what is a, uh, a future bet that you like for the national championship next year? Uh, can, can I just be the most boring person in the world and just say Bama? I mean, sure, it's, it's, perfect. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to have to just perfect. go with uh, Alabama here. Yeah, they're at a 7-2. That was so. a terrible accent. If you want to throw some chatter on the Crimson Tide, you can do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the league, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's finish up our interview with Andrew Harbaugh. So what you're saying is is that we really shouldn't be worried about that 32 interception mark that's under his name. Um, that that's nothing. It's a big to really number. There's a lot of sleep it, over. It's a big number. It is. And when I was making my notes and I put down decision making and I looked back at that, I was like, man, I'm really going to say decision making and I'm going to have to back <laughs> up this 32 interception mark. Right. Obviously, not all those are on his receivers, but I think it's one of those things where. Uh, I think the coaching is going to be better at Michigan State. I think the weapons are going to be better around him at Michigan State. I feel like he's not going to have to play hero ball, so to speak, whereas he yeah. would have a lot at Temple. Protection. And obviously that helps. Yes. I think all of that's going to kind of help uh, circulate it down. If you guys do your normal 12-13 game season, um, obviously getting a bowl game, who knows, maybe get a Big Ten title game in there too. Um, but mm-hmm. I think if you could <laughs> – yeah, I gotta be off the Mr. Creek. I know. <laughs> um, I think if you can keep the interceptions down, I think that's really going to be the course of your guys' season. Um, if he gets the job, obviously, I, I you never know. You've seen the Tate Martell situation at Miami. You go down there, you think he's going to get it, but um, I think Russo is a better player than Martell, and I, I'm pretty sure he's a better person at this point too. No offense to Martell. Whew. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. All right, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, just based on what I've watched and just like sort of the work I've done, I, you know, I like a lot about what Peyton Thorne can be and can do, but it just feels like Russo is like, you know, it's almost like a man and a kid who's just starting to grow up a little bit, like comparing each other, like Russo's uh, an adult and has played, has what, like 30, almost 30 starts under his belt. Like that's kind of, to me, like if you were going to stack those two against each other, like, you know, why do you think Russo um, probably has like the better inside shot? We'll call it at starting. Like, why should I'm I'm going into the season assuming he's going to start? Why should fans uh, think that same way? I would say look at it from, and I'm not saying set expectations for potential with these two names. I'm going to throw out here, but just to give an NFL comp, look at what happened with Dolphins this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. You had the Dolphins who weren't expecting to be competing for a wild card spot. Who knows what the Big Ten is going to be? Every single year, apart from Ohio State, there's no other guarantee, it seems. Um, look at Penn State this year, top 10 team, and you go, what, 05, 06 to start. Yeah. Um, so you never know what's going to happen. 
I would say it's probably going to be some musical chairs for a while until they figure, until Mel Tucker figures out what he wants to do. Um, and that I think would be fine, but I think it's going to be one of those things where if there's a full off season program and mm-hmm. you see what Russo can do to make another comp, not saying these are what expectations should be. Look at what happened with Bryce Young and Mac Jones down in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was Bryce Young's job and there was no consideration or anything. And then you have Matt Jones, who's the veteran, who's been there uh, under Saban and everything. And you have Russo, who's, like you said, 30-plus starts. He's going to be a senior. Uh, Thorne has the fantastic exclamation point to end the year last year with Penn State. Um, but Russo's got a body of work that I think is going to kind of carry him to the job. And speaking of carry, is this a guy that really carries the, the ball at all? Like, does he have any mobility to him? Or what's, what's the leg game like with, with Anthony Brusso here? I would say he's, he's bullheaded in the sense that I think he's confident in himself to run, pick up a first. Um, I'm not saying you're going to see any insane rushing numbers or anything meaningful, but I would say uh, if you need someone who's going to have a – third and five, if he's going to have to roll out and has an opening in the flat, he's going to take it. Um, but I wouldn't expect him to break off anything meaningful. I'd probably say mobility would be a shade under what you see from Felipe Franks in Arkansas and Florida, just to, yeah. again, give another idea. Sure. Okay. Uh, last thing here, and then we can get you out of here. Andrew, thanks again for making time for us. Every time you come on, it's like, yeah, we'll do 10 minutes, and then it's 15 minutes later. It's like, crap. <laughs> I get that a lot. We need to get this dude out of here. No, you're good. You're totally good. Um, Our fans, our listeners are going to really enjoy this. If you had to just sort of like ballpark it, you know, I I know you probably didn't watch a ton of MSU in uh, this past season, but you certainly saw some of the quarterback issues they were going through. Like what is a realistic expectation for an offense with Michigan State's guys that are returning pretty much everyone returning Bring in a quarterback like Anthony Russo. Like, can they be like a mid-pack Big Ten offense? Do they have maybe a little bit higher upside than that? Like, what would you say to our listeners? Is like, hey, here's a realistic expectation to go into next season with from a Russo standpoint, and how that will impact the offense. I mean, I think yeah, obviously you saw what you guys did with Penn State. I think Penn State's still going to be recovering. Uh, Michigan. They extended Harbaugh, so that's great news for you guys. Um, <laughs> Ohio State's obviously going to be the biggest issue. Um, out west, you've got Wisconsin, Iowa. Uh, Iowa's always going to be in there. Wisconsin with Graham Mertz. I- I'm a big Graham Mertz fan. Uh, I think P.J. Fleck's going to have a couple years where he's rowing the boat in circles, and I think he's going to be having some issues there. So I would say – you guys can have a very fun season with Anthony Russo as your starting quarterback. I think you'll win a couple games you may not expect to win. You may lose one or two you don't expect to lose because I'm sure the turnovers will flash at times because you're not going to be completely rid of that issue. But I think he's somebody that's going to give you guys a fun, meaningful football season where maybe you get seven, eight wins and you have a solid bowl game win at the end of it all and, uh, 
I mean, if I would I would take Anthony Russo over anybody in the quarterback room in Michigan right now. Again, one last little jab there. <laughs> Perfect. Love that. We'll, we'll take it. That's what I'm that, talking uh, about, man. That we, we had year zero this year. That would be a nice year one for Mel Tucker. Seven-ish wins, get to a bowl game. We would. Oh my God. Uh, I would, would pay money for a tax layer bowl win. Oh, my we would, God. We would <laughs> enjoy that. Yeah, we would enjoy that immensely. And then I'll start hitting you up, Andrew, about uh, the legend that is soon to be Hamp Fay. We can we can talk about yeah. him in a couple of years. <laughs> oh yeah, showtime, baby! <laughs> All right, he is Andrew Harbaugh, and despite his last name, he has no problem slandering the Michigan football program, which we really <laughs> appreciate. He does um, fantasy work, uh, dynasty draft, rookie stuff for the Fantasy Authority, and you should follow him on Twitter at Mandrew underscore ff. Uh, you do like moments, right? Where you just kind of thread together some players. Like, here's my review on whoever, Tutu Atwell or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I do the Twitter moments. I throw the plays all together that I watch. And I see, I haven't done one. I actually just looked. Last one I did was January 1st. Okay. Um, but, yeah, a lot of them are going to be draft-eligible guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, with me focusing in the fantasy landscape, it's only quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, yeah. tight ends. So, my entertainment is being – and my focus is being kept there at this point. Okay. Um, but, yeah, st- still, check them out um, at Mandrew underscore FF. I imagine you'll be picking up with that as uh, the season or the draft nears, uh, nears us and then throughout the uh, the process of drafting fantasy teams and dynasty leagues and all that stuff. So he is Andrew Harbaugh. Andrew, thanks again for making some time for us. We'll probably bug you again in a couple of months to talk about uh, if Michigan State can potentially extend their draft streak this season. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Hey, thank you guys so much. Mask up, be safe. All right, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to you, Matt. Of course, Will. Huh. Thanks for letting me on, Will. Appreciate oh, that. You are so welcome. Be sure to join us tomorrow. We will have a full Michigan State versus Iowa basketball preview can mm. save the season matt can turn it all around with <laughs> no, one game don't, don't, don't make me do it i don't want to oh. write it right review subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast matt take us home wednesday january 13th i got a fact for you on this uh day-by-day calendar it is draymond green tallied six triple doubles during the 2019 nba playoffs Tying another former MSU star, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, for the second most in a single preseason. Postseason. Postseason. Excuse me. God. Go, Brian.